Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. On today's episode of the RV, we are in Ireland to speak to Anouk Bill. Anouk was born and raised in Amsterdam and has lived in different countries as France, the US, Saudi Arabia, Russia, and Caribbean. That sounds so amazing. Anuka was diagnosed with MS and lupus some years ago, and she's here to talk about her life and her recent book called The Hill of Kings. My dear Anuk, it's such a pleasure yes. to speak with you today. It's nice to be here too. Thank you very much for having me in the RV with you. Of course, it's my pleasure. So Anuk, your book was in the Olympics in Mexico in 1968. That's right. She done shot put. What I was seeing, I was checking, is shot put is one of the most popular throwing events of the Olympics. So have you ever thought about following your mother's steps? Not really, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really my thing. I was more into languages and Yeah, traveling around and I wasn't that sporty. And of course, I was a teenager, so I thought it was more important to go smoke than to do sports. Mm-hmm. But I know you like dancing. I love dancing. So again, I stopped smoking, I kept dancing and never stopped dancing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, I was reading about your story and I see that you have two autoimmune diseases And your diagnosis came just after you met your husband, Anthony, and you were only 22 years old. Is that yes, correct? that's right. And um, what were the early signs and symptoms of MS? Um, I lost the feeling of strength in my legs and felt numbness in my legs. And it kind of went up very gradually in both legs at the same time. And it went up to my belly button. And you had any visual issues as well? Nope. Nope. None whatsoever. Okay. The, the thing was, when I, well, I met my husband, and he's not my husband, but I met him in America, in Atlanta. And when I walked to, uh, to go to the metro, the, whatever you want to call it, the Marta in Atlanta, I bumped him and turns into a turn still and I got a bruise the size of a saucepan on my leg on my upper leg so I went to the GP there to the doctor and he said okay I think you have cancer but I then moved back home to Holland and they tried to do research and research but couldn't find anything wrong with me and then I got an appointment in a hospital and this is when my body just got worse and worse my legs and everything got worse And when I told my the hematologist about um, the sensation in my body, he sent me directly to a neurologist. 
And then a week later, I was diagnosed with MS. And they could never find anything wrong with my blood. Well, it's very difficult to diagnose MS. I know, especially with the other blood illness that I have. Because a year later, they found out, or I got a DVT in my leg, a clot in my leg. And they found out I was lupus positive. So that's fine. I still decided to move to Ireland to be close to my then boyfriend, now husband. And a year later, we done more research. And then they diagnosed me with antiphospholipid syndrome, which is a blood illness, but it has the same symptoms as MS. So at first they told me, you know what? You don't have MS. You only have antiphospholipid syndrome. And then he said, no, you actually have MS too. Wow. Uh, And can you tell us about your journey? For example, I see that you've been living in different countries. And can you tell us why did you live in those places? Because I still love to meet other people from different cultures and why they do certain things in life. What is their reasoning for doing things in life? And I I love that. And that's why I always wanted to move somewhere and live there, not go on holidays because holidays are, yeah, you're just do nothing, lie on the beach, whatever. But when you live there, you meet people, you talk to people and you can find out about their lives Mm -hmm. and why they choose to do certain things. That's what I always love. You know, the real culture. Yes. Yeah, on the holidays, you just see the tourist the tourist side of things and it's like yeah Mm -hmm. and was it that inspired you start writing oh it definitely does and I always incorporate um, where I've lived in the books because I find it so so much more powerful when somebody writes about where they lived because people will believe it more like oh she's really been there that sounds like possible And that's what I always want. Like, I can make up great stories. Of course I can. But Mm -hmm. I want a truth in there too. So, And, you know, Anouk, you have such an amazing attitude because it's not easy to, you know, after receiving this kind of diagnosis and keep, like, positive. And I saw that you take no medications And you even wrote a book about it that is My Body, My Way. Can you tell us a little bit about this book? Very quickly, because there is no cure for either of my illnesses. So you don't have medicine for it. You just have medicine that will reduce some of the symptoms and other things. But I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to find everything that is possibly out there to help me improve my own health. And that's what I wrote down in the book. So it's some things like listening to music and how that improves your body or what foods eat that will help you improve your body. So, or even like, I don't talk that much about exercising, but again, you can do exercise. You have to do exercises. So I do that every three days or every other day I do exercises. This book, My Body, My Way, was your first book? Yes. Yeah. So you published this book. And then your most recent book is called The 
Hill of Kings and his fiction. So yes. I'm curious to know why you like changed from nonfiction to fiction and also to know the story of this book. Well, the thing is like my mind never stops. So I even tell myself bedtime stories when I cannot sleep. So that's how I came up with loads of these stories because I talk myself to sleep like, like you would read a story for a child. I tell myself a story. So in the morning, I write it down. But there's so many information, so many things I find interesting in life. So when I first moved to Ireland, I looked up loads of stuff about the Irish history. And it's so funny because so many things you're not sure whether it's true or not. But then I said, uh, don't let the truth stand in the way of a good story. So that's how we use like something that could have been true or not, but I made it into, so it's interesting or into a fictional story. So it's interesting for people. Can you tell us about your main characters? Yeah. The funny thing is the main character name is Daniel and it's the same name as my son, but Daniel stands for ruler of the world. Funnily enough. Um, And then, like, he learns about magic. But it's not the Harry Potter kind of magic with spells and whatever wands and all that sort of thing. It's actual day-to-day magic that even we can do as what we believe are non-magical people. But we all have the magic in us. So if we think about stuff and we focus on stuff, then you can do it. And that's your own magic that you can do. And that's what I incorporated in the books. Where it is set. Okay, well, this is again, it's part of Ireland that's magical. Because the Hill of Kings, I don't live far from it, about 10 minutes from here. That's where the High Kings back in the day, that is about um, 2,000 plus years ago, where they ruled the entire country from. And there is a high king that was called Balor of the Evil Eye. And he wasn't a nice high king. And he ended up being killed by his grandson. One of the triplets. And he killed two of the triplets, but this one survived. So, yeah, you get loads of combinations from the Irish history, from the fairies, the Hill of Kings or Tara. They Love Tara is what it's called, which is out there. I also talk about Newgrange, which is older than the pyramids in Egypt. Um, so I use, I bring up loads of other stuff. Like I'm also talking, and I don't pronounce this right. I know I don't. But uh, Tuadudanan, which is a magical species that are also seen as gods. So I bring all this together. And then together with the magic and people that have different abilities with magic to do. Because we're all different humans. Mm-hmm. None of us are the same. So, like, why is one special, more special than the other one? No, they're not. We work together and make it all work. How did you research for this book? How was mm-hmm. your writing process? Well... All the stories, the history with it was when I first moved to Ireland, I just picked up loads of books about 
Irish history because they didn't know about Ireland. All they knew was that under every card there was a garba. That was my image of Ireland, which had to do with the IRA and all that sort of stuff, the terrorists. But when I moved, that was far gone. That was no longer around. So, but I looked it all up because I didn't know anything. And that's how I learned. I just picked up loads of books about the history and about what people would do. And I read uh, books about fairy tales. And that's how I got all my information. And then, of course, the internet and everything on there, what's on there. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because you started writing first book and then you are continuing and keep studying. It's like you will never stop writing. Do you have this feeling? Yeah, I don't because I have so many more books. I have another book coming out besides Hill of Kings. It's a series. So I have the second book partly written already. And that's about Amsterdam. Again, where I lived. And yeah, the palace on the dam, dam square. And I lived there and I cycled by it so often. But I've never visited it. I didn't really know anything about it. So because of my curiosity, I start incorporating it into a story. So that's how I, I con continues, right? I find something interesting, sort of write about it. That's why I have another book on there about endangered animals. I think it's so important. And it's going to be information that's going to be lost in the future. So I wrote about it. What message you'd like to leave to our listeners who are struggling with chronic health problems? Um, look for that that gives you energy. Like I found writing gives me energy. Like I might lay in bed at nighttime and I start thinking about stories in my head and that's how I get energy, but it also helps me sleep better. So whatever is going on in your life, it just, again, it's, I got put in a box of saying, well, you have a mess, you have a blood disease or incurable illness, but I never stopped living life. Uh, that's so important. Like, I'm sure our listeners will find hope, yeah, with your... From well, I hope so. And Anouk, um, I have another question for you. Is a quote, yes. you never gave up and you have two healthy kids. And yes. I read about the whole process and whole thing you went through. And I chose this quote from Jimmy Dean. He says, I can change the direction of the wind, but I can adjust my sails to always reach my destination. So what do you think about this quote? I fully agree with that. Again, it's something else I always do. It doesn't matter what curveball we get thrown at us. It's how we're going to react to it and what we're going to do with it that matters. So yeah, if we're not going in the way we want to go, just change your sails and then go with where you're going to go and then make your best from where you're going. Yes, exactly. 
And are you working on anything at the present you like to share? I saw that you started writing The Magical Bard. The Magical Bard, yes. After this book, are you planning to publish another one? Oh, there's going to be four books in this series. So, yeah, I've done The Magical Bard about Amsterdam. And then I'm going to write another one about the south of France. And then another one about America. Wow. So you have a lot of work to do. Yeah, but I love this. And in the meantime, I'm, I'm going to publish another book. That's more for 10-year-olds because my daughter had a problem with reading. Of course, she's dyslexic. Um, so I wrote her a story so she would find it interesting and wanted to read about it. So that's going to be published very soon, too. And Anouka, where can we find you and, of course, your books? Well, my books you can find on Amazon because mm -hmm. I publish them all via Amazon. So that's also where you see me. Otherwise, you can find me on Facebook. How is your name on Facebook? So my name is just Anouk Beal. That's A-N-O-U-K-B-E-A-L-E. That's my name on Facebook. So just my name together, no dots, no nothing else. Um, on Amazon, you find uh, the books are all on paperback and Kindle. So you have the choice you can pick. And I'm going to have the Hill of Kings published in um, hardback as well. Okay, that's wonderful. So thank you very much, Anouk, for your time. Thank you for having me. Of in your course. RV. I enjoyed it. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.